I was personally uh, attached to what we call an advanced surgical center. So I kind of explained that to people like MASH, really small. On a day-to-day -day basis, I was completing an Athabasca University course. That was in 1999, so our online capabilities in a um, war-torn country was not <laughs> what we would have today. Early on, Kimberly LaMarche found her life going down two different paths. There was the military, where she'd grown up, and then there was her interest in nursing. She ended up pursuing both, which led her to an unusual place, studying for a master's degree while deployed to a country recovering from war. This is Go the Distance, a podcast from Athabasca University. The world is rethinking education, and distance learning has become a major part of the conversation. To some people, it may seem new and strange, but it's been going on for a long time, creating opportunities and transforming lives. This series will share stories from one of the world's leaders in distance and online education for the past 50 years, Athabasca University, right here in Canada. We hope it can inspire you to start your own path to education. How far will education take you? Kimberly was born into a military family. The official term is a military brat. Uh, my father was 30 years in the um, Royal Canadian Air Force. Her family is from Nova Scotia, but she moved around a lot when she was growing up. I uh, was born on a military base in Ontario, and um, we moved every two years. And so that was the norm for us. We moved, we had new schools, we had new friends. And my father, interestingly, to me, worked within the F-18 flight simulator world. So uh, he constantly played, uh, as we joke, Nintendo, but creating uh, high-tech uh, flight simulators for jet. Uh, so we were usually living on bases where there was, you know, a lot of jets and engine noise and uh, that was the norm, and it was um, a pretty interesting and exciting way to grow up. When it was time for Kimberly to choose a career, she felt torn. Part of her wanted to follow in her father's footsteps and join the military, but she was also really interested in nursing. So she decided to apply to both military training and nursing school and just see what happens. Ironically, I did get accepted to a military training program and nursing at the same time, which would mean a, you know, a full ride scholarship. I wasn't 100% sure if the military was my path. Uh, discussed it with a lot of smart people who said, you know, it'll always be there next year. So I deferred my military enrollment for a year while I started my nursing. During that time, the Canadian Armed Forces changed their policy, temporarily suspending enrollment of any new nurses. So I lost my opportunity to become trained through the military. So Kimberly continued her studies and got her undergraduate degree in nursing at the University of Ottawa. She graduated in the 90s into a bleak job market. There were no nursing jobs. In my class of about 75 at the University of Ottawa, I think four stayed in Canada. Uh, the remainder went to the U.S. to work and I really wanted to stay in Canada. So my only option was to stay and work on a casual basis in Nova Scotia, which I did and loved, and uh, then apply again to the military as a direct entry nursing officer, paying my own way. So I joined the military within six months of graduation. Kimberly went through full military training, 
Uh, you know, we have a, a saying that uh, you're a soldier first and then you're a medical professional. I had just spent the last four years concentrating on becoming a nurse and being the best nurse I could and uh, nobody there cared <laughs> how good of a nurse I was. But her academic career wasn't over. Within a couple of years, she was studying again. Again, in those days, the world was a little different and uh, I saw the opportunities that was around and the, the ability to contribute and do more. And so the idea of being an advanced practice nurse or nurse practitioner really appealed to me. I truly am a lifelong learner and so to me it was the next logical step. Of course, just like in her youth, she was moving a lot and wouldn't be able to attend university in person. That's why she decided to try distance learning. So she enrolled in Athabasca University's Master's of Health in Advanced Nursing Practice. Around the time she started her degree, she was deployed to Bosnia as part of a stabilization force in the years following the war. I was personally attached to what we call an advanced surgical center. So I kind of explained that to people like MASH, really small. Uh, so we deployed with a 23 medical uh, team, including surgeons and anesthetists, trauma nurses, flight nurses, medics, medical assistants, etc. There wasn't really any time off. If and when you then had downtime, uh, you were doing continual training. So, uh, you know, weapon certification, uh, medical team, trauma training, that sort of thing. So she would study during her shifts. It's really high adrenaline when you get patients and you have traumas, but there is also significant downtime. So as a nursing officer, I would also do night shifts, for example. So, you know, if I'm up for, you know, a 12-hour night shift all by myself in an advanced surgical center, there's only so many VHS tapes from home that people send you for TV shows you can watch. This was 1999, in a country that was recovering from war. Needless to say, the internet capabilities weren't what they are today. So I had a very large, I can, I can remember it like it was yesterday, a really large <laughs> computer. I downloaded most of my assignments and my requirements before I went or when I was on, you know, had the ability. Uh, then I would work through all of my assignments on a word processor. And then uh, one, <laughs> about once a week we had, uh, we had computer time you could kind of sign up for for 15 minute increments. So, you know, I'd have everything ready on a jump drive and I would go and I would, you know, clock would start for my 15 minutes and I would plug it in and, you know, I'd quickly upload my assignments and then send a quick email to my husband. Yes, on top of everything else, Kimberly was also a newlywed. But that's another story. The master's program required getting clinical time with a preceptor, sort of like an apprenticeship. She was able to do some of that work with a doctor during her deployment. When she left Bosnia and returned to Alberta, she needed another preceptor, a local. And that's how she met Jennifer Kanop Sahoda. I went to a conference in BC for the Canadian Association of Advanced Practice Nurses, and uh, Jennifer was there as an attendee. We were actually riding a bus to a conference. This is Jennifer. And I was speaking with another person on the, the bus, the commuter bus, and mentioned that I was a nurse practitioner in Edmonton. And Kimberly was also attending the conference, and she, um, being the Kimberly that everybody knows, jumped up and said, hey, I'm looking for a preceptor. I'm a nurse practitioner student. Would you be interested? Of course, I was interested, and she's such a bubbly personality, and that's how we first met. She became my, my student. They quickly hit it off. She's very kind, caring, um, would do anything for her friends and family, and is very strong advocate for nursing in general, and especially nurse practitioners now. 
Kimberly completed her graduate degree in 2002 and left her full-time job in the armed forces shortly after. She says she took Nova Scotia's first full-time nurse practitioner position. I received a job offer and moved to a tiny island on the coast of Nova Scotia, accessible only by two ferries, and met the most wonderful people and community members and not only learned a ton about how to be a primary health care nurse practitioner, but how to be an effective and, um, uh, and a member of a community and engage in that community. It was fabulous. So when I left the military, I worked um, in that location. Uh, and then I also started working part-time for Athabasca in a sessional capacity. Since then, she got her doctorate, also at AU, where she continues to teach today. She remains friends with Jennifer Kanapsahoda, and their relationship has since gone full circle. Kimberly helped Jennifer get a job at Athabasca U. Jennifer is now an associate professor in the Faculty of Health Disciplines. Kimberly says AU's nursing program remains popular among members of the military. We continue in our program to have many military uh, students. Um, it really gives that ability to, you know, meet students where they are and uh, allow them to complete learning that's meaningful to them. I think when I looked back, I lived in two different countries and four different provinces during my degree. So I really appreciated being able to have that continuity uh, while I, you know, lived my, my life. So... Yeah, I feel lucky. Go the Distance is a podcast from Athabasca University. AU, Canada's online university, has been a leader in online and distance learning for more than 50 years. For more information, go to athabascau.ca. Thank you to our guests, Kimberly LaMarche and Jennifer Kanopsahoda. This show is produced by Antica. Our producer is Sheena Rossiter. Our senior producer is Kevin Sexton. Stuart Cox is the president of Antica. On the next episode... The word accessibility, things that is only handicapped, meaning that you're in a wheelchair, you have accessibility, and that's it. And that is where we need to bring in people with the disabilities to make those type of decisions. To hear more about how online learning is transforming lives and communities, you can listen to the whole series right now, wherever you get your podcasts.